Continuing in Echa, we're up to chapter 4, Perak Dalit, the first Pasuk right from the beginning. So, the context of this Perak and the theme of this Perak is a little different than other themes. As we know, every Perak has its own theme, otherwise, there would be no point in writing it. The context of this Perak really is a, a kina, it's a eulogy, really. For Yoshiyahu Amelech. So Yoshiyahu Amelech, um, as we know, there were kings of the Davidic dynasty of Yehuda, and there were also kings of the the kingdom split really after Shlomo's son Rechavam. It split during his time into ten Shivatim, which were called Yisrael, and two Shivatim really Yehuda and Binyamin, which were called Yehuda. And those were really the Davidic line came from Yehuda. So the story really goes back um, to King Chizkiyahu. Chizkiyahu HaMelech, the Gemara in Daf Yud Amun Aleph, at the bottom, and Yud Amun Aleph in Berachot tells us that he got very sick. And, Yoshi, and, and Yeshaya Hanavi, Yeshayahu, comes over to him and tells him, You are going to die. You're going to die and you're not going to live, meaning you've lost your Olam Abba too. Chizkiyahu says, why? Why am I sick right now? Why am I going to die? He explains it because you didn't get married. Chizkiyahu says, me and you both know, I've seen in Nevoah, that if I get married, I'm going to have a descendant, a son, his name is going to be Minashe, and he's going to be a huge Rasha. So I don't want to get married and have that kid. A wayward son who's going to make is going to cause other people to sin too. I don't want to have a son like that. So I'm not going to get married. The famous words of Shayel and Avi tells them back is, Don't worry about God's plans. Why are you getting involved in the divine plans? Whatever is on you to do, you do your job. You have to get married, you get married. The fact that you're going to have a bad son, that's not on you. There's nothing you can do about that. You can't worry about that. And therefore he marries Yishayel's daughter, marries Chizkiyel. And they have a son, and that son's name is Menashe. Menashe was so bad, he murdered his grandfather Yishayel. And he did a lot of bad things. He was a bad king. But at the end of his, but later on in his life, he ends up doing Teshuvah. He gets exiled, he does Teshuvah. And then he comes back to Israel and he wants to do some... He wants to, do, he wants to clean up his act. But it's a little too late. He's already put in a lot of Avodah Zarah and a lot of other stuff in the Beit HaMikdash. It's a little too late for him to clean up his act. His son is Yoshiel HaMelech. And the Navi in Melachim explains Yoshiel, he explains him to be a great king. One of the greatest kings we've ever had in the Davidic dynasty. And Yoshiel HaMelech becomes king at eight. At eight years old he becomes king. And he's cleaning up. He orders to clean up the Beit HaMikdash. And in the Beit HaMikdash, they find the Sefer Torah hidden. Some say it was only Sefer Devarim. Some say it was a complete Sefer Torah. But nevertheless, they find the Sefer Torah and they start reading it. And they get up to the portions in Sefer Devarim that talk about how B'nai Israel have been, have been exiled and punished by God. And how they need to do Teshuvah. And have a huge Teshuvah movement. And they start doing Teshuvah. 
And now on the political side, what happens is, is that Egypt wants to pass through Israel to go to the east. They want to go to their enemies, to conquer their enemies. But they want to pass through Israel. And Yoshiyahu, based on the pasuk that he has, that the pasuk says, no sword shall pass through Israel, says, no, I'm not going to let you. Go around. Don't pass through Israel. I don't let you. The leader at that time, his name was Paron Echo, the leader of Mitzrayim, of Egypt. He says, yeah, you think you're going to not let me get through? Who do you think you are? And he wages war against Yoshiyahu, and they kill Yoshiyahu. And they, and they, and it's a brutal death the way he dies. And this parak really is a kina for Yoshiyahu Amelech. Yirmiyahu says a kina for him. As we mentioned earlier in Perak Aleph, as he was dying, Yoshiyahu Amelech did what's called Siduk Adin. He said, Sadiq Hashem, God is great. And once he'd said that, and he accepted the punishment that came upon him, that's when Yirmiyahu Anavi decided to start doing his, his eulogizing for him. We begin the parak. Echa Yuam Zahab. How has it come to be that Yuam Zahab has become dull? The gold has become dull. Yishne Haketem Atov. The great stain, the great, but the great gem has become has become a, has changed its appearance. The jewelry, Ketem is the jewelry, the great jewelry has been now become, has changed its appearance. It doesn't look that great anymore. The stones, the beautiful stones, have, have spilled out all throughout the entire, all through the streets of Yerushalayim. They've been spilled out. And the Midrash quotes on this Pasuk, Rashi quotes the Midrash, that every single Rivi'it of blood that came out of Yoshiyahu with every arrow that they planted into Yoshiyahu Amelech. Uh, and he would have a, a Rivi'it of blood fall out of him. Yirmiyahu would take that Rivi'it and bury it. So that's the Avne Kodesh. The blood of the great Sadiqim is considered the Avne Kodesh, the great stones. It was like great, beautiful stones. Every piece, every Rivi'it of blood that was going out of him, and he was doing a a kiburah on it. And if we look in the Kohelet Rabbah, the Midrash on Kohelet, the Midrash over there says that we know the beginning of Kohelet, uh, the beginning of the third parak. The parak talks about all et, different times, et la ledet, et la mut, it's different times to give birth, to live, to die. And one of the things the Midrash says over there is, Et, la avanim, a time to throw stones. It says, Ar pasuk, kodesh. The stones were all spilled out. It was the time for God where He spilled everything out. All the precious stones were spilled out. And the Pashu Bashad means over here that the precious stones were spilled out. All the jewelry and everything was spilled out all across Yerushalayim. Because what is that worth? That's worth nothing. People were starving and had no food. What's money worth when you have no food? They were starving. And that's the theme of this parak. All the rich people, all the chashub people who were so rich, now they didn't have any food. They became destitute. And they didn't even value their relationship with their kids. That they wouldn't treat their kids properly. We'll see later on in the parak. Explicit pisukim about this. 
And in Midrash Lekach Tov, we said that this is referring to, this Pasuk is referring to Yoshiyahu, but explains, Tishtapech Na'avne Kodesh says, Midrash Lekach Tov Anecha, Elu Demeat Tzadikim Shev Yisrael. It wasn't just Yoshiyahu, it was many Tzadikim in the Jews. Shayu Domi Na'avne Kodesh, the Tzadikim are compared to the precious stones in the Shtachmul, and they were spilled and killed throughout all the streets. Pasuk Bet, the Pasuk says, Benet Tzion Haikarim. The Jews, the precious children of Tzion, they were precious. It wasn't just the Tzadikim, it was all Benet Tzion, even the regular people, Hamusulaim Bapaz, that they were valuable and praiseworthy. Like paz, like a precious treasure. Like gold. Says How they have turned now. And they are only, they are considered like earthenware kelim. They are considered like earthenware vessels. Formed by the potter himself. They've lost all their value. They've gone from gold to pottery. They're not worth much. And on this Pasuk, the Gemara says, in Gitin Nunchet Amun Aleph, Benetzion Ayekarim HaMesulayim Bepaz, asks the Gemara, my Mesulayim Bepaz, what does it mean that they were valuable like gold? If you want to tell me that maybe you want to tell me that they were covered in gold. The Gemara says, that makes no sense, V'amri Deber HaBishila, Tarti Mitkeli, Istari, Pizot nachot be'alma. The two istera weights worth of gold fell to the world in the beginning of creation. Chada b'romi, one whole istera fell into Rome. The chada le'koliyama, and one istera fell to the rest of the world. So how, it's not enough gold to cover up all the people of Zion with gold? What does that mean? That they were so rich? It means that they would disgrace. Gold meant nothing. They were so beautiful in their beauty and they were so attractive. Like gold. That gold was like nothing. That they, that they would disgrace gold. You would look at them and you'd say, Oh my God, they're way better looking than even gold. Pasuk Gimel, the Pasuk says, Gam Tanim, also the sea creatures. Kanin, Tanin are the sea, the sea serpents. Chalatsu Shad, they are going to remove their breast coverings and reveal their breasts. Henikugurahin, to milk and to suckle so their youth can, can get nourished from them. And explains, the Gemara explains this, Rashi explains the Midrash, Rashi's really quoting a Midrash here, he doesn't quote the Midrash, but it's also in Midrash and Echar the Midrash says that even the sea creatures who are normally cruel, but when they see their kids that are famished from afar, they remove their breast covering, they remove it to expose their breasts so that they could nourish their young. But explains the uh, goes on the pasuk. But my children were like were like uh, cruel people. Kayenim like ostriches bamidbar. Ostrich, an ostrich it gives it gives it will lay its egg and then it will run away. They don't care. They care about their life before their kids' life. So 
Chazal is the same thing. Same thing by us during the Chorban. People weren't caring about their kids. Their kids were starving. They didn't care. Pasuk, uh, and and the Tanchumah, interesting enough, says, if you look at Medrash Tanchumah, there's a Tanchumah in the beginning of Parashat Bechukotai. The Tanchumah says over there, it's in the middle of a long piece in the Tanchumah. The Tanchumah says, We're try, trying to turn to the right place so we don't uh, uh, say too much. The Tanchuma says over here. Tanchuma says, Let's go back over here. Ahmad Menashe. Menashe came. He stood up. Menashe, we spoke, was Yeshua's father. Vasad, I tell him, he put an idol and he brought it into the Kodesh Kodashim. That's what it says in Divrei Yamim. He brought it into the Kodesh Kodashim. And the Baruch Hu would call out to Yirmiyahu and say, Gam tanin ar pasuk. He says, This sea creature, when it comes to nourish its young, it sees its young from far and it goes to nourish it. So they shouldn't starve. He says, My kids didn't do this. What did Menashe do? Menashe went purposely and put in the Avodah Zarah. So I should, to chase me out of the Bet HaMikdash. B'tchila in the beginning, he put up one idol, he put on the west side. What happened? The Shekhinah went to a different corner, a place, so to speak, that couldn't see. The Shekhinah said, okay, I'll go to the other side, I'll go to the east, so I don't see the Avodah Zarah. When Menashe saw this, says the Midrash, he made four different Abu Dazaras and put them in four different corners. The Shekhinah will see it wherever it goes. And it will run away. And that's what Hashem says. And Hashem says, What did I do then? I know other resort to do, but Hashem says, I will leave. I will leave B'nai Yisrael and I'll go back up to my Shekhinah above. And he left the B'nai Yisrael and that's when all the tragedy hit. What he did. That's what the Basuk is saying, that we were worse, we were like the ostrich, we didn't care for God. And Pasuk Dalit goes further and says, Davak leshon yonek el The tongue of the young ones, the babies, got stuck to their palate. But sama, from thirst. Olalim shalalachim, the young were asking for bread, but nobody was stretching out to give them. And in the Midrash and Echa, we've referenced this Midrash earlier. Back in the first parak, the Midrash says that whatever Ben Israel sinned with, that's what they got punished with. And that same exact manner was their Nechama also. They got consoled like that. The Midrash says, the Midrash says that they sinned with their Lashon. They sinned with their tongues. Hashem said, you're going to get punished with your tongues. Our pasuk, davak deshon yonek That their tongues got stuck to their palate because they had nothing to eat. But explains, explains the Midrash that they also get consoled with their tongues. 
that that their tongues will sing. They will sing. Uh, they will sing praise to Hashem during the time of Mashiach. This is the midrash we've re- referenced before. Pasuk he haokalim lemaadanim. Those who used to eat all these great foods, pleasantries, nashamu bachutzot, are now lying out in the streets, having nothing to eat. Haemunim aletola. Those who would wear such beautiful clothing, such beautiful colored clothing, they're hugging the garbage dumps, trying to find something to eat. And the Midrash here, Bereshit Rabbah, this in fact is the first Bereshit Rabbah in all of Bereshit Rabbah. Aleph Aleph. The Bereshit Rabbah explains that the word Haemunim the root word comes from Amon. Amon. And explains that explains also that Amon can also be a similar word to Uman, a craftsman. And explains Davar Akher. Says the Midrash, Amon Uman. HaTorah Omer. The Torah says, Ani ayiti kili I was God's craftswork. What does it mean? He says, normally when a king wants to build a palace... He doesn't build it on his own knowledge. He has a plan for it. He has architecture plans. How is he going to make the different rooms and all the setups? How is he going to make all these little chambers? It says, He looked into the Torah and he created the word. And he created the, created the world. That's where it comes from. He looked at the Torah and he, this was the blueprint of the world. And it references our pasuk, but it uses our word, it's a play on words, it uses the word uman. It uses the word uman to tell you a different derasha, just an interesting derasha, not necessarily related, that I thought we would share. To tell you that Torah was the blueprint, a famous chazal, to reference it over here. Explains the pasuk, The sins of my nation were even greater than the sins of Sedom. Kemoraga, who was destroyed in an instant. And the enemy didn't destroy it. No enemy destroyed Sodom. Hashem himself, the Malachim, came and destroyed it. So explains the Gemara, and this Pasuk explains in Sanhedrin. The Gemara explains, this is on Sanhedrin Kufdalid, that we were sort of became equal to Sodom. However, the Pasuk here is saying a higher level. That not just that we were equal to Sodom. Vaigdal Avonah was even worse than Sodom. The Palgemayim on this Pasuk explains why were we worse than Sodom? Why? He says because even though we were doing whatever Sodom was doing, but Sodom was doing whatever they were doing, it was before Matan Torah. We, it's already we got the Torah, we should know better. Sodom, maybe they didn't know better, they didn't get the Torah, but we got the Torah, we should know better. And still we're acting like this. Therefore, therefore, we get punished worse than Sodom. Our punishment became even worse than Sodom. And the Midrash Lekach Tov explains in our Pasuk over here that what? That by Sedom, even worse than the come of Sedom. Because by Sedom, Pasuk says, Their sins were very bad. Me'od. But by us, the Pasuk says, Me'od, Me'od. And Pasuk says in Yechezkel, Perek Tet, Patuk, Pasuk Ted, Avon bat Israel v'yehuda gadol bim'od me'od. It was double me'od. It was even worse. And the evidence is 
from our punishment. The punishment that came to us was much worse than Sodom. Our punishment was dragged out. Sodom was Kimoraga. was just an instant. They didn't have to prolong their punishment. But also it was a prolonged punishment. And Velochalubaya dying, the Pasuk says. Over there it was God at least that punished them. Over here, God said, I don't want to deal with you guys. He gave us over to the enemy. We're even worse than Sodom. Pasuk goes further and says, Pasuk Zayin and Chet really go together. Zakun Mishelek. Our Nazirim, those that are Nazir, the Nazarites, that would keep their hair long and were Kodesh to Hashem. Or some say this means the, the, the noble people. But those people were even more pure than snow. Sachum Echalav, they were even whiter than milk, to saying how pure they were. Adamu Etzem Epinimim, these people that were even more red, more shining even more than rubies. Sapir Gizratam, they were even more pure and, and, and glowed more than sapphires. But what do they turn now? Chashach Mishachor Tauram, their light has turned into darkness. The darkness of like a coal, a burnt coal. Loni Kiruba Chutzot, you couldn't even recognize these people on the streets. Safad Oram al their skin has shriveled up on their bones. They were dry like, like, like a stick. Rahman al when you think of the Holocaust, when you see the people, they look like skeletons. It's exactly these Pesukim. They turned into skeletons. You couldn't even recognize certain people after the Holocaust. That's exactly what's going on in the Khurban over here. You couldn't recognize them. There was no food. They turned into a skeleton. And on this Pasuk, there's a famous, there's a story in the Gemara and Kitubot, Daf Yud Amud Bet. On this Pasuk, just a side point again, the Gemara says, Someone came in front of Rebbe and he told him, Amale, he told him, Rebbe, Baalti had relations with my wife, and I didn't find blood, so I don't think she's a virgin, she might be a Be'olah, and therefore my Kitubah has to change, whatever his complaint was. Amrallah, Rebbe, Rebbe told him, Adain Bitullah Haiti, Vishneba Soratave. Right? Rebbe, Rebbe thought that, that maybe it was Amrallah, but meaning the Khatan was saying that Rebbe, maybe she was still a Betula and it was during just the drought. Rebbe saw that his face was black and he hasn't eaten anything in a while. He brought him into the bathhouse and he gave them both to drink and eat. And then he said, have relations with your wife and then he found blood. And Rebbe said on that, Amrallah, Lech zacheh b'makichech. Go be zocher in your purchase. Right? And Alehem, and on them the Pasuk said, The reason why she was dry, the reason why you couldn't find blood was because of our Pasuk. They're, blood, they're dry because they had nothing to eat. And that's how they were living. The people, this was just one story. And Rebbe fixed them. But over there in Yerushalayim, they had no hope. They were in such bad shape. And that's also what, what's going on uh, in this entire parak. It was the theme is that they were in such bad shape that even their relationship with their kids, they didn't value that. And we're going to go on to see in the parak how parents and the cruelty that they had towards their children, because people became insane and crazy. Mentally, it probably affected them with what was going on during those times. It was like a mini Holocaust. Midrash Hashem will continue on next time. Have a good day.